You are tuned in to Kids in the Pit. Kids in the Pit podcast. Today I'm jo- uh, joined by Joseph Salvatore from the band Parcel Tongue. I hope I said that right. You did. Uh, thanks for the interview. Also, my middle name is Joseph. So, and did you say your first name was Gabriel? Yeah. That's my brother's name. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what do you uh what do you do in Parcel Tongue? Uh, everything that you hear that is an instrument is me. Uh, so the drums, the keyboards, the guitars, the bass, every single thing in that band is me, except for vocals. And sometimes I do vocals. So you just record it all other than vocals and then you just have other people. You just have like other people for when you play live. We've never played a show. Um, I've 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 played many shows in my life. Uh, I'm going on almost four and a half years of looking for one drummer. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a struggle in the, in the technical death metal world to find a drummer. So. Yeah. So what genre is parcel thumb? Is it tech death? Like you said? Uh, I feel like that's like the, the easiest way to describe it. Uh, when we started, I would say we were definitely just like traditional, like death core, a little bit more on leaning towards death metal but now i would say it's more especially with uh cosmic cult coming out and then the album that i'm writing currently we've gotten a lot more progressive more in the range of like uh like devin townsend and uh you know just more you know dream theater more type progressive music more so than just strictly deathcore yep so i listened to the song pyre of the cosmic cult yes mean Pie, well, so a pyre is, and I have to get the definition real quick because I, I, I don't write the lyrics. Uh, I don't do anything as far as like our imagery goes or anything, but uh, it's a, a heap of combustible material. So uh, pyre of the cosmic cult, uh, I would assume, you know, uh, from what Corey writes, it's going to be more geared towards um, just basically uh, almost like a ritual uh, taking place uh, wherein the, well, my computer's going crazy, a ritual wherein uh, the cosmic cult is leading it and uh, the, the, the center piece of that uh, meeting would be a heap of combustible material. So basically, like imagine like a big campfire and uh, a whole group of people hanging around that campfire. Huh. Okay, then. So what does your band name mean? Uh, it's the language that the serpent speaks in the Harry Potter series. Oh, nice. Uh, I've watched Harry Potter, but I don't remember that. Yeah, I, uh, I, give I, you, uh, me either. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember much about it either. But Corey came up with that, and I thought it was a cool name. So, and I'm not also a, I'm not a crazy Harry Potter fan, but yeah, I've seen all the movies. Yeah, same here. I also went to Universal Studios because uh, our friend worked at Disney World. Yeah. Uh, they got us in to they like passes with the cool. studios person for Disney passes. Yeah, and they have a Harry Potter park or something. Like some crazy stuff. And yeah. There's a train that goes between uh the like main one to the Harry Potter one. Nice. Crazy. Did you have fun? Yeah. Good. Awesome. So, uh, when did uh Parcel Tongue start? Oh man, um, 
how much time do we have? Do you want the short answer or the little bit more detailed? Uh, I don't care. Whatever. Okay. So it's the story kind of goes like this. I, I was in a band previous, uh, which was also a two piece where I did all the instruments and I had a vocalist called Desert Flower. And um, long story short, I as, as far as that goes, I got in uh, a pretty severe car accident, landed myself in the hospital for a while. And during that time, my uh, my vocalist came and visited me while he was in the hospital. He was like, hey, man, I got, you know, good news. Uh, he's like, you know, my my wife is pregnant. And I was like, oh, and I think it was at that moment that I think we kind of realized our band was like over. Um, because, you know, I had a long road to recovery ahead. He's, you know, recently married and now a child's on the way. So I was like, I don't think there's a lot in store for us now. Um, and I was okay with that. I was okay with where desert flower died. Cause I was really proud of that band. Um, so I kind of just stepped away from music for a couple of years and then I started getting bored. So I started sitting around writing music just on my own, not recording it, just writing it uh, just for fun. And, um, started writing, kept writing, kept writing, kept writing. And I'd have some friends, they come over to my house or whatever and be like, Hey, have you done anything musical? Whatever the case is. And I would show them some of the things that I've been writing. And they were like, you've got like, you got to record this. You have to, they're like, it's so good. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I wasn't really interested in it. I didn't have a fantastic time in my local music scene. Um, growing up, you know, people are mean and you'll, you'll, you know, you'll see that in life. And just sometimes I decide I want to take myself away from that. So, uh, I was like, well, maybe, maybe, well, I ended up moving, um, to Knoxville, Tennessee, but right before I moved to Knoxville from Atlanta, where I grew up, uh, I actually finally decided, you know what, I will record this because I had two extremely talented people that I looked up to approach me and say, I want to be your drummer. And then the other guy said, I want to be your vocalist. I said, okay, cool. Showed them what I wrote. And they were like, all right, cool. Let's do it. We booked studio time. You know, I packed up all my gear, you know, set aside my portion of the money to pay my producer. Uh, and I drove out three hours to his house. So I show up and uh, I'm the only one there. And I was like, you know, I'm texting the group chat and everything. I'm like, hey, like, you guys almost here or like, what's going on? And uh, both of them uh, quit while I was sitting in the studio, ready to record our album together. So I was sitting there by myself. Uh, so I recorded everything by myself that day, did the whole album by myself in Wait. one day. Huh? And vocals too? No, I so I didn't do any vocals. So I finished the album instrumentally. And uh, so my producer, Chris, he was like, uh, so what are like, what are you going to do now? And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, I guess I'll just keep the album. And if I ever find a vocalist, we'll come back. So you skip ahead. I, I, I'm living in Knoxville at this point. And there was a time I was sitting downtown. Uh, I was at a bar and I was just having a couple of drinks. And uh, this guy approached me and goes, hey, I like your shirt. I don't know what band it was, but uh, I was like, you know, thanks, you know, whatever. And ended up becoming friends with him. Long story short, he introduced me to a friend that he had. And uh, he's like, hey, my name's Corey. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really into this music as well. And uh, just one day through through passing, I'd had this album now for like six months in my back pocket. Nobody heard. And uh, I was like, you want to hear something I recorded? He was like, yeah. So I showed him Coiled, which was our first EP. And he fell in love. He's like, man, this is awesome. This is so good. And I was like, yeah. He was like, you should let me do vocals. And I was like, I 
didn't even know that you did vocals. He was like, yeah. He's like, I'm good. Which when somebody tells you that initially, I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm like, you're just, you're just going to throw it out that you're a good vocalist. You know, I feel a lot of times it's like, you know, prove it, show me. And he's like, no, just trust me. I'm good. And I was like, all right, I had nothing to lose. So we packed up our stuff. We went back down to Chris and South Georgia or whatever. And we recorded coiled in one day. And then, uh, that was how parcel time came to be. So that was, we recorded that about three and a half or four years ago. Um, and that was the first, the first time I ever heard Corey do vocals was in the studio. Um, I'd never knew what he sounded like prior to that. And he did an amazing job. I was really, really, really stoked with the outcome. Awesome. Yeah. So how old were you when you started playing instruments? Oh, let's see. I started playing drums when I was eight or nine years old. I kind of stopped around the time of my car accident and made it a little bit more difficult for me to play. Uh, but I've been playing guitar since like seriously playing guitar since I was like 14 or 15 years old. Nice. Yeah. Um, I started playing guitar at uh, 10 years. I think it was at my, so my 10th birthday party, my, um, my grandma's brother. Okay. So, yeah. Great uncle uh, gave me, he, he plays guitar and he gave me, uh electric and acoustic guitar very nice and that i just started playing from there okay and how are you learning um so i was self-taught mainly but then i've had a few teachers okay so, um the first one was um kind of <laughs> yeah the first one was like um it was this like uh i don't know a 16 year old like uh for uh friend of the family yeah gotcha and he like uh he like taught me some basic stuff but he had to he stopped because he had to go to college so at 16 that's impressive i think he was 18 well oh was he 18 <laughs> no, <it's> like, dang <laughs> he moves quick he may be 20 <laughs> i don't know how old he is well that's uh, awesome man but now one of my dad's friends uh which is um really good at guitar he can do some crazy stuff he's teaching me like scales and stuff and like real like theory that's awesome that's awesome yeah stick with it especially because if you're getting started at at your age by the time you're my age you'll run circles around me and most people yeah hopefully uh um i play with my dad's band now when someone can't make a show also they're like a punk band they're called thought control they're definitely a lot different from uh partial song that's yeah like we're mainly into like hardcore and punk and like stuff yeah. yeah we're not uh uh yeah that's our main stuff like hardcore punk Very cool. stuff. i love hardcore yeah um so what song would you recommend someone look up to check out your band well, people really seem to like Broodmother. Uh, that seems to be our most popular song. Um, I, that's not my favorite song. Um, I'm glad people like it. Uh, for me, Moon Ruler off of Basilisk uh, is my favorite song. But um, off our new album, though, uh, we have two new songs. One of them is called um, uh, Anubis Ritual. I feel, that's, I feel at this point that's probably our most well-written song. Uh, and then we have a new single coming out at the end of this month. And uh, that song is called Wizards of Absurdity. 
And uh, people say, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the band The Faceless or uh, The Zenith Passage, uh, but a lot of people say that we sound very similar to them. And they're, they're, they're a pretty well-respected in the death metal tech death world. Uh, so it's high, it's high praise to hear somebody say that it sounds similar to that because those are that's one of my favorite bands. Nice. So what was the first metal show you attended and how old were you? <laughs> uh, well, so the first, that's so crazy. So the first metal show I ever went to, I was 14 years old and I went and saw, I went to see a local band that I liked that I found on the internet that I didn't know was a local band and they were called uh, a fight for life. And they were from Douglasville, Georgia. And, um, I was just, uh, I was obsessed. I thought they were so good. So oddly enough, most people's first concert is like, you know, they, they went and saw Metallica with their parents or went and saw Anthrax or whatever. It's like, for me, it's like my first concert was I was standing in a room with like 20 people watching a local band. And that was cool. And my second show after that, was uh looking back it's a crazy tour to think that it even happened but i saw um all shall perish on their last tour float face down on their first tour and conducting from the grave on their uh what would become their last tour as well um so so my second show was like almost as extreme as it can get for death metal and i was at that i was still i was 14 years old when i saw that and uh my mind was just blown i'd it was at that point that I definitely knew I wanted to stay in this musical world for the rest of my life, hundred percent. Yes, my mom's first show was Metallica because um, amazing. Like, uh, her friend won like a radio show, like awesome for free, like tickets or something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What was, What was your first show? Uh, do you know the band Bad Religion? Of course. Because yeah, they're a punk band. So, oh uh, yeah, that was my first show in Orlando, Florida even though we're from Delaware. Okay. Um, but yeah, we go, we have an annual like trip to Disney, uh, Disney world every year. Nice. The day like that, we got there, there was a bad religion show in Orlando. So it was crazy. You, did you enjoy it? Yeah, definitely. It was awesome. good. Good. So uh, what are some of your favorite bands to listen to recorded and some of your favorite bands to see live? Ooh, um so my favorite artist of all time is devin townsend um and i would you know, there's i mean and all of his associated projects like strapping young lad and stuff uh, one of my favorites um seeing him live the time i saw him he was he was a he was an opener for dream theater so i didn't get to see you know him in his full like doing a full show as him as the headliner which i would like to see but seeing him live was incredible um uh decapitated that's one of my favorite bands um they don't play in the u.s anymore uh which is unfortunate so i don't know if i'll ever get to see them live but they're they're definitely one of my favorites uh cattle uh cattle decapitation i just saw them a couple months ago they were that was one of the best bands i've ever seen live uh really really good stage presence um let's see who else um there's a hardcore band from where I live called No Cure. Um, they put on an incredible show, um, and they're a ton of fun. And I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, if you've never had the chance to see the band Carnifex, um, admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of their their music recorded. I respect them a lot. I do like their music, but I don't usually listen to it. Um, 
you know, just I really want to listen to Carnifex today. But anytime I get the chance to see them live, I go and see them because they are so tight live. They're perfect and they never mess up and it's incredible to see. Nice. Um, yeah, I've never been to like a death metal show. Um, because I don't very listen to much death metal. Yeah. I kinda like some like some cannibal corpse, uh like of the newer is uh like not that bad. I like it. You're talking about like their new, like violence reimagined, like their new album. Like their newer stuff because their older stuff is just too. <gasps> <laughs> Back when Chris Barnes was their vocalist, that sound just sounded like a garbage disposal all the time. Just it was uh, it was on uh, what's the word on Un- unintelligible. Yeah, good word. Yeah, and that's uh, I- I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. Much the same. I'm not a huge fan of like late 80s early 90s like brutal death metal is 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 what a lot of people would refer to that as your -hmm. traditional death metal you know things like deicide and decapitated for example i I, that's a lot more musical and intricate in nature i'm more drawn to that than more so than like things like cannibal course but their new stuff i've very much enjoyed everything from like torture onward i've thought has been fantastic from cannibal course uh do you like obituary at all I do a, a little bit. I like I like their I like the death and roll type of you know like slow tempo stuff that they do. Uh, you know, Redneck Stomp is obviously a great song. Um, but yeah, I, I I would love to see them live, especially because uh, Andrew WK, who's one of my favorite artists, he's kind of just some people don't consider him a serious artist. He kind of just jokes around and just parties all the time, and that's like his whole thing. But uh, he's like a pop artist basically. But all of his live members are the members of obituary so i very bizarre uh but i i I love that that that's his crew so if not for anything i respect them tremendously because they work with andrew and i love andrew's music nice yeah i know uh i know uh party hard there you go yeah that's awesome that you know so yeah did you know that his members are obituary i had no idea but i very crazy yeah i've heard a few songs weird death metal band in like a pop would you call them like pop metal kind of like, like pop rock maybe i i don't really know i mean it's so it's so upbeat that like saying that it's rock doesn't even seem like it really fits but yeah i don't like pop rock ish type of thing but yeah that's the members of obituary very weird yep um so what was uh what is your favorite type of food Ooh, ramen easily Nice. I, uh, like instant ramen or like, no, 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 <laughs> we're talking like traditional stuff. So like, uh, if you've never been, so instant ramen, I no hate towards that. I love it too. But, um, a, you know, a traditional like Japanese ramen bar where you're going to go and you're going to get, you know, green onions and egg and, you know, show you broth and, uh, you know, shredded pork and stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's legit. If you've never had it, It'll change your life. Instant ramen is good, but like, just, just perfect. Just um, yeah. Just the all the all the stuff like the perfect broth when it's a perfect like when it has the perfect spice and stuff. Yep. 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 I had uh real like I had real ramen in New York City when we uh went there. We've been there a few times, and yeah. now it's a ramen place in my town. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's 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 a super unhealthy for you, but my body doesn't seem to mind, so I will eat it as much as I want. 
I feel like actual ramen probably isn't that bad. It's probably pretty Well, at good. least they're using real ingredients and not like basically plastic. Yeah. Uh, instant ramen is just like plastic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And salt. Plastic and, and salt. Lots of salt. Uh, uh, plastic, salt, and MSG. There it is. <laughs> Smart kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um. So what was your favorite movie when you were my age? Oh, man. What was my favorite movie? Probably. Uh, it's so weird because I've only recently gotten like back into movies big time. It was probably, strangely enough, Black Hawk Down, which you've probably never seen. But uh, that was that was for some reason I was very much drawn to that movie. It was about a military operation. And uh, well, now I can't remember where it was, but essentially the the helicopter Black Hawk went down and the movie is about. You know, went down in enemy territory, and it's about how these soldiers, you know, got out of that situation. It's very, very good movie. I don't, I mean, I was watching it. I don't know who, you know, if it's necessarily something I should have been watching, but uh, it was, it was awesome. Really, really, really good movie. And I still love that movie to this day. But that, I think that was my favorite movie when I was your age. Yep. Um, I watch horror like all the time, so I could probably hear. Uh, That's all I watch now. That's it. I love horror movies. Me too. That's all I watch. If you had to wear t-shirts from uh, for the rest of your life from only uh, from one band only, and you have an infinite supply of them, what band would it be? And it can't be any of your bands. Oh, okay. Well, we're in luck because I've never had a shirt. <laughs> um, so, well, let's see. I'd want it to be stylish, though. So that's the thing, right? It's like I wouldn't just be because I like the band. Um, there's a there's a metal, there's a band from I think North Carolina, they're called Within Destruction. Um, I love their music. They're, they're super tight, really, really good. But they they have, whoever their merch designer is, like he's got a future in apparel because everything he designs is genius. And it's like some of the coolest art design you'll ever see. So Within Destruction, I would say, would probably be my choice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so if you could tell your 12-year-old self anything at all, what would you tell him? What, what would you tell him? Oh, uh, so much. Uh, but if I, if I had to consolidate it, um, it would be the biggest thing I would tell myself and to you is to place no value on what others feel or think about you because it's not worth your time. Yeah, good advice, because uh, it doesn't matter what people think of you. That's well, exactly right. Mainly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You you don't have to answer to what strangers think about you as a person. They're not paying your bills or anything like that, so it doesn't matter. Yep. I hear that advice. Uh, advice. Advice. Advo- I hear that advice more than anything else on here. Yeah, well, and it's because it's true, man. And I and I think I think that even us as adults, I don't know how many people you've interviewed, but I think us as adults, you're you're gonna be interviewing people much older than you now. And I think the reason that so many of us kind of lock in on that advice is that uh it's the biggest lesson that we have learned through our life over and over and over again. And it's a lesson that uh everybody eventually learns is that um 
you know, you'll get so tied up in like, this person doesn't like me or this person doesn't like me. And then you kind of just realize that eventually, you know, you get to you're in your late twenties or so, and it's, it never mattered. It's yeah. like, you're still living your life and it never mattered that this person didn't like you. Yep. Um, so I think you're the, uh, yeah, I think you're the 80th person I've interviewed. That's once, awesome. Yeah. Once a week. And I've started it when I was 10, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're how old now? 12. 12. All right. Okay. So what's the biggest artist that, uh, so, uh, let me ask a question. What's the biggest artist that you've interviewed? Um, so either, uh, the descendants, uh, uh, Brian Baker from, so yeah, Milo from the descendants, uh, Brian Baker from minor threat and bad religion or Eric Melvin from no effects. Wow. Now look at me. We're going, we're going a little bit, (laughs) we're going down, but no, man, that's cool. That's awesome, man. I would, I wouldn't know what to do if I was interviewing people like that at your age, man, I'd lose my mind. I was starstruck. It was nuts. That's awesome, man. I've met a lot of heroes too, and it and it never gets old. It's 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 an awesome experience. They're awesome. So, uh, anything to add for ra- before we wrap it up? No, man. Just uh, you know, I I don't know when the release date of my album is because I I do for the first time have somebody like kind of managing our release. Um, but uh, you know, just keep an eye out for it i know you said you're not a big death metal fan but maybe this album will you know maybe maybe you'll find something in this album that you like uh we kind of branch out and do a whole bunch of different stuff in this album that's very uh off the wall and bizarre and progressive and i'm willing to bet that you'd probably enjoy a little bit of it um i guess other than that like where uh is, is this on spotify or like how do i show people your podcast i and youtube and pretty much everything most stuff okay um cool. also where can people find you uh follow your band so okay so uh we're on we're on facebook parcel tongue obviously it's not super hard to find us there uh on spotify parcel tongue uh also very easy to find us uh, we have a band camp for anybody who wants to uh, follow us directly. Uh, I think it might be Parcel Tongue Tennessee on Bandcamp. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's where if anybody wants to support us directly, we put all of our releases on Bandcamp and uh, you can you know donate to us through there or whatever the case is. But ultimately, I don't care about any of that. I just want people to listen to my music and hopefully enjoy it. Nice. So uh, thanks to Joseph for joining me today, and thanks to all of you for watching or listening. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Spotify and other stream platforms. Until next week, bye. See you, buddy.